0: The Trump campaign is filing many lawsuits. One of the latest is an allegation that voters were disenfranchised. People who don't live in Nevada are voting and that they believe votes were cast in dead people's names. My friends, I have no idea what's going to happen, but this is the nightmare scenario. And I'll tell you why. First, it's a nightmare scenario for all of us in this country. We're seeing the fissure that has been growing for quite some time be finished off split. Two different land masses have emerged. You either agree that the election was good or you agree that the election is bad. In my personal opinion, I believe Donald Trump should fight to the very bitter end because we have to make sure that every avenue was was approached. And if Trump wins, then we can see, Okay, we went this way. We we did investigations. We did an audit. We found out Trump really won. There you go. Unfortunately, I believe the left would not accept that. And if Trump ends up getting a victory in the courts, it'll end up being really bad no matter what. But if we do nothing, then you have uh, 68 million people completely disenfranchised seeing videos of just insane things. One of the lawsuits uh, we we have right now that Donald Trump has received a victory uh, uh, on is in Pennsylvania. Poll watchers uh, tabulation count watchers should be able to go and watch the votes get counted. The only problem is that they're reporting now they're still not being allowed, even though the court ruled this. We're getting some back and forth information. Apparently, NBC has reported that a judge has overturned this. Now they're saying it's fake news. And that's the other reason this is a nightmare scenario. I think our country is in for very serious. Oh, it's going to be an awful couple of months, I tell you what. But you know what the problem for me is? There's no certainty You know, I can read the New York Times and NBC and I can get two different versions of reality. And when I'm trying to break down what is or isn't happening, it's very, very difficult. Believe it or not, I'm very critical of the mainstream media, but I still do rely on them. I just cross reference. And at a time like now, when I'm seeing NBC News say one thing, Politico say another, I don't know what is happening now, of course. uh. Fox News reported, uh, has been reporting things that fly in the face of what people uh, have seen and what they know. Notably, Nate Silver has called on Fox to retract their call for Arizona. But I want to highlight just one instance and then we'll, we'll start reading through this stuff. And man, it's getting it's just it's messed up out there. Fox News had a reporter say that the Trump campaign has said there's fraud in Nevada and they're going to be suing and they've presented no evidence, says Fox News, which is wrong. They did. We can see the video and I'm quite sure Fox News actually, they actually aired the video of a woman, I believe, yes, Fox News aired a woman saying that her mail-in ballot was missing and they claimed she had already voted when she didn't. This is just one story. But if there are many stories like this, then Nevada could be up in the air. I don't know. to tell you, man, if Trump wins through the courts, the left is going to light everything up. And if Trump doesn't get a hard fought battle to verify, then the, the right is not going to believe it. And we are seeing, like I said, for a long time, the polarization has been deepening in this country. A fissure has been growing, splitting these two landmasses and election day. That was the day it split. We are now desperately trying to make sure we can hold this together and make sure the polarization doesn't become completely unrepairable. But I believe that's I, I believe that's it. I, I feel like I could see the dominoes falling for quite some time. I don't see a way out of this. I'm sorry, but let's read the story and I'll tell you what's going on with the latest news and accusations of dead people voting. Before we get started, head over to timcast.com slash donate. If you'd like to support my work, there are many ways you can give. There's a P.O. box uh, if you want to send some stuff, but the best thing you can do is share this video. If you think I do a good job and my news reporting and commentary is rational and reasonable and you think it helps, please consider sharing. It also helps support my channel when you do. But don't forget, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Here's the first story we have from the Daily Mail. Nevada election result is delayed with just 200,000 votes left to count as Biden's lead increases to 11,500 and Trump sues, claiming tens of thousands were cast in dead people's names. Officials had expected to give a result on Thursday, but Clark County, where Las Vegas is and where there are more than 1.9 million people, said it had 51,000 votes that, that would not be counted until tomorrow. Biden is leading in Nevada, but only by eleven thousand five hundred and forty five votes, which is around one percent. If he claims the state today, he will win another six electoral college points, giving him two seventy when factoring in the eleven that come from Arizona. However, I got to stop and say Arizona didn't go Biden. This was wrongly called. And the pollsters for all of their faults are seemingly saying not called yet. More importantly, I have The New York Times they have not called Arizona. Okay, so if you want to go by AP and Fox News, fine, go do it. But the New York Times, many outlets, including uh, uh 538, they are saying no. In fact, Nate Silver of 538 has called on Fox and the AP to retract their, their their calling of Arizona for Joe Biden. So as of right now, be wary. If Joe Biden wins Nevada, he may declare victory prematurely. My friends, I really do think. This may go uh, become a Trump victory in the courts. House delegations are on Trump's side and the Supreme Court may very well be on Trump's side, at least five to four. They say Arizona was called for him on Wednesday morning by Fox and the AP, but with 450,000 votes still outstanding, it remains in play for Trump. If Biden loses Arizona, he has 259 electoral college votes. He did another 11 from either Georgia, which holds 16, North Carolina, which holds 15, or Pennsylvania, which holds 20 to win. Arizona will not finalize its results until tomorrow, nor will Pennsylvania and Georgia uh, is expected by the end of the day. Nor will Pennsylvania and Georgia is expected by the end of the day. It's unclear when North Carolina will announce, but is expected to go to Trump as it did in 2016. The race in Nevada has been tight for most of the morning. Biden led by around 7000 votes. Officials had hoped to deliver results at noon, but the deadline came and went. Now it's unclear when they will report one. Uh, the race could narrow enough to prompt network decision desks and the AP to call the state for uh, for him before officials do. However, with previous states like Arizona thrown into doubt, no attention simmering across the country over just how close the race is, it is impossible to tell when it will be called. Trump's team used the gap to file a lawsuit to halt the vote, alleging widespread voter fraud. They say they have evidence that tens of thousands of votes have been cast fraudulently. Quote, we are confident. That when all legal votes are tallied and only legal votes are tallied, President Trump will win the state of Nevada. Former Director of National Intelligence, Rick Grinnell, told Fox News on Thursday morning. Now, they gave a press conference, as you can see. Included in the press conference was a woman who says that she her mail in ballot she never received it, someone took it, and when she went to go vote, they told her that she had already voted. She said that's not true, and that there are potentially more people who are like this. Now Daily Mail goes on to say the reality, quote, the reality is transparency is not political. Ballots are not automatically legal votes unless they're checked. We are not being able to check. There's a 30 day residency requirement in the state of Nevada. If you haven't been in the state for 30 days, it is illegal to vote. We are filing this federal lawsuit to protect legal voters. It is unacceptable in this country to have illegal votes counted. That is what's happening in the state of Nevada. Grenell claimed at a press conference. Nevada law states that to be able to be eligible to vote, a person has to have been a resident of the state for at least 30 days before the election. That does not necessarily mean that they have to have been physically in the state for 30 days preceding the election. I got to say, I think it's actually a fairly weak argument from uh, from Trump's camp. I believe they should make every argument possible. And the Democrats are going to need to win this one. And I think it's going to go to uh, legalities. But I think if, if look, if you've got people who no longer have a residence in Nevada, and then voted in Nevada, then I believe we've got we've got issues. If you've got people who have an apartment and have just been out of state, that's not an argument. There are a lot of people who live places. Look, I'll tell you this. When I used to uh, work for Vice, there were periods where I wouldn't be back at my apartment for months traveling for work. I do not believe that you can just claim that because they've been gone for 30 days, they no longer live there. We'll see how this plays out. Far be it from me. I am no legal expert. Trump's people also claim that many of the votes in Nevada come from people who no uh, no longer live there or were cast under the names of deceased people. Trump is also suing in Pennsylvania, where voting in Philadelphia and and Pittsburgh was temporarily halted on Thursday because of his ongoing court battles. Michigan, which was called for Biden on Wednesday in Georgia, where 60,000 votes remain uncounted. He is demanding a recount Wisconsin, this we know. On Twitter, uh, he fumed on Thursday morning, stopped the count and said that no ballots cast after election day would be counted. Unfortunately for Trump, he's wrong there because they're doing it already. In fact, one observer in Georgia said someone came up with a stack of ballots and shuffled it in to existing ballots. I'm sorry, man. You can't have things like that the, because there's no way to rectify that. How do you go into a pile and say which ones were the ones they shuffled in? You can't And they may have been falsely placed. Who knows? That's why I don't think there's I don't see a way out of this. I see the right saying it was fraudulent, but I don't know, maybe maybe we'll just get four years of the right saying Biden stole the election, whereas Democrats say Trump stole the election and it'll be equally as painful. The only difference, I suppose, is that when the Democrats claim that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election, they had zero evidence, literally none. It was just conjecture and conversations. We later went on to learn that it wasn't true with the Republicans claim. We actually do have a ton of videos and we have a bunch of strange things ha- happening. And we also have Democrats trying to block people from observing the polls, uh, the, the counting of votes, which is absurd. They say Trump performs better among in-person voters and Biden performs better uh, in mail-ins. And if the Democrats, in my opinion, wanted to tra- change the rules the 11th hour to mail-in voting, well, that's their fault, not anyone else's. The Trump campaign had a minor legal victory in Pennsylvania. Okay, let's do this. I do have a story from Politico talking about the legal victories and it's not being upheld. They mentioned uh, uh, people observing have to be within six feet, I guess, uh, you know, social distancing or whatever. Well, right now, poll watchers are saying they're not it's, it's vote count watchers. Sorry. They're saying they're not letting us anywhere near it. So we can't tell what they're doing. You can't see anything. You don't know what they're looking at, where they're putting papers. There's a video going viral where a guy is counting votes and then he like sits back and then he like freaks out and then he crumples up a piece of paper and throws it in the trash. And people are like, what did he just discard? We don't know because we don't have poll watchers. And that means we are potentially looking. Look, I'll tell you what, if Joe Biden wins, he wins, man. I'll laugh. I'll have a good old old time and I'll carry on with life like most people have said. But if you leave loose ends, you are going to get a bunch of people claiming Joe Biden stole the election, and it's going to be the most annoying thing in the world. I mean, I'll tell you what, it'd be worse if we don't get a clean investigation of what's going on, and then Joe Biden wins, and he may have actually cheated the election. I'm not entirely convinced, but I tell you what, man, check this out. This is from Snopes. I am no fan of Snopes. They say, rumor alert, William Bradley and dead voters in Michigan. More evidence is required before this claim can be rated in a traditional Snopes fact check, but official sources have refuted it. Snopes is such a biased trash source, I tell you what. But I want to show this to break down what's happening. Fleckas, they say Austin Fletcher, a right-wing online activist who used the moniker Fleckas, he posted a video in which you can see someone named William Bradley, born in 1902, received an application, sent it in, got his ballot, filled up the ballot, and the ballot was received. Now, this is... Uh, According to Social Security data, this guy died in 1984. Many people are saying this is evidence. Deceased people are voting and it lends evidence to the idea that Donald Trump is correct when they say they have evidence that dead people are voting. Now, what Snopes is saying, the claim has been refuted by official sources. Who are the official sources? Okay, Uh, I don't know if that's good enough. We need an investigation. It appears the claim is being shared widely by only one political faction. Of course, it would be because it benefits the right and it's bad for the left. The left would never be like, hey, look, here's something that hurts us. And of course, it was always going to be Republicans finding it. The claim offers only one explanation for apparent incident or, or, or phenomenon when other less sinister explanations are plausible. This I agree with. For all we know, uh, some someone actually responded to this saying that there is a son of the same name at the same address potentially the same birth month, uh, uh, who received a mail-in ballot application, but never sent it in, saying it's entirely possible that it was the son who received an application for his dad, but it was his name and he filled it out, not realizing it was the wrong one. That is a plausible explanation. Either way, it is not for me to be like, oh, it's nothing. I'll ignore this. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not playing that. Right now, what needs to happen is Donald Trump needs to explore every legal avenue, period. We cannot have a circumstance where loose ends are left lying about. And then we get another four years of he stole the election. That's it. I tell you what, though, if Trump wins in the courts, they're going to say he stole the election. So uh, anyway, you, you get the point here. Snopes is saying it's a rumor. They can't confirm or deny, but they're leaning towards there must be something else. I think it's a fair point, but I don't I don't agree. I can only say Snopes can't debunk this. They they try to cast doubt on it, and that's fine. I'm showing you this because I want you to realize these things are happening. They're floating around. They need to be investigated. And our official fact checkers that are certified by everybody, Snopes, can't debunk it. They just cast doubt. I I think that's fair. It's not been debunked yet. That's the important point. Now we have this video, Nevada voter Jill Stock on how her ballot was stolen. In this video, she says it's from Team Trump. As I mentioned already, her mail-in ballot came in and uh, someone took it when she went to vote. They claimed she already voted and she has not been able to vote. What happens if we get thousands of stories like this? What do we do? I don't know. I don't know what we do. So that's why I'm saying the Biden Biden team better call. Biden's campaign needs to call for a, a hard investigatory body a nonpartisan, independent third party verification, investigation, whatever. Otherwise, it's going to be bad for this country. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm warning you now. However, I want to make sure I highlight John Ralston. He points out that Biden is up 11,400 in Nevada. Dems are going to win these mail ballots coming in, coming in Election Day and yesterday, 63,000, and they should win them win them decisively. That leaves 60,000 provisionals, which have been evenly split. I see no path left for Trump here. If they call Arizona for Biden, I believe the media will call the race for Joe Biden. And I, and I also got to say, it does look like we're heading towards a Joe Biden victory. Trump is fighting every possible uh, you know avenue that he can, and, and you know I can I can respect it. Mike Cernovich, I'll be, you know you, you may know him, Trump supporter says, Trump must fight until January twentieth. Demand audits in every district, cross-reference cemetery records and votes. It's all public now. Leave nothing on the court fight until the very end. I completely agree. You know why? I don't like conspiracies. I don't like people putting out things. You know, look, Sharpie Gate. You may have seen Sharpie Gate. I got all these people saying, like, I was in Arizona and they made me use a Sharpie. And that means my vote was disqualified. You don't know if your vote was disqualified. Days before the election, they put out notices saying when you come to vote, we'll give you a Sharpie. That doesn't mean anyone's right or wrong, but I tell you, if you don't think, if you think they're playing dirty games, then why not any other county? Okay. In which case, the whole thing is what? Bunk? We, we look, I don't know, man. I checked local sources. I checked fact checking sources, which are ten, tend to be biased. And it seems like the Sharpie bleed through is not a big deal. That's what people are saying, like you put the ink on the thing and then it bleeds through. I'm not a fan of, 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 of conspiracy theories. Check your ballot with Arizona. It doesn't matter why. If it didn't get counted, make sure it gets counted. In fact, everybody watching, check your ballots. Make sure they were counted. We want a fine tooth comb for this election. If Donald Trump was defrauded, then we should know. If Joe Biden won cleanly, then I would like to say to Republicans and conservatives, It's enough we have the evidence you lost. I can say we lost. I voted for him as well. I'm absolutely fine with losing. I just want to make sure it is done in such a clean manner that I can definitively tell people to chill out. Look, I went through Russiagate for three and a half years and I entertained it. And then once it came out that it was bunk, I said, stop. It was bunk. You lost. We now have uh, accusations of impropriety. The Trump campaign wants to sue by all means please do so. And I look forward to the day, assuming Trump is wrong, where all the Democrats get to say, aha, see, Trump was wrong. I'll clap for them. You're right. But thank you for allowing it to happen. So we got the transparency to say, here's the evidence that Trump lost. If it's if Trump is correct, then I think the Republicans will will agree you would like an investigation. I got to be honest. Democrats are fighting this. And I think that's just going to do every that's just for some reason, Democrats are doing everything in their power to make sure that there's no honest investigation. Look, I'll tell you this. If you think Trump is wrong and there's no voter fraud, like Democrats have said, there's no reason to reject an investigation. There's no reason to reject an audit. If Trump tries to argue why certain votes should be disenfranchised, you argue back. You don't just say, I refuse to allow any challenge at all. We have a woman in a press conference saying her vote, she was disenfranchised. Is, I I thought, I thought the left said count every vote. Okay. If someone's mail-in ballot was taken from them and they didn't get to vote, they should be allowed to. This includes a lot of Latino voters and Native American voters, many who have maybe gone, maybe gone for Trump as we've seen. I think we're going to get much too much from the Democrats arguing that we shouldn't be, uh, investigating. And I think that's the worst possible thing for this country. I got to say, I'll tell you what. The best possible thing for this country, in my opinion, would be if an, a, an investigation happened at all these claims, definitive evidence emerged showing little to no fraud of the weird circumstances and people maybe throwing away ballots doesn't change much. And then Joe Biden gets to say we won. It was clean. You got your investigation. I do not believe the right should be acting the way the left has been, because I've been complaining about the left for the past several years. They're, they're screaming Gate over and over and over again, even though it clearly lost. They won't stop. That's why I want it to be done with. Now, one of the big issues that we have in Democrats fighting back, they say uh, Harrisburg based Commonwealth Court Judge Christy Cannon issued an order mandating that all candidates watchers or candidate representatives be permitted to be present for the canvassing process and be permitted to observe all aspects of the canvassing process within 6 feet while adhering to all COVID-19 protocols including wearing masks and maintaining social distancing hence the 6 feet we've already heard that the watchers are being pushed back 25 feet so i'm i'm worried man the republicans are saying they're trying to steal the election i'll tell you i don't i don't know i don't and nobody does Right now, NBC and Politico and uh, the New York Times, they're not giving us a single narrative. No one knows for sure. Everyone's publishing conflicting information. And that makes it really, really hard to cross-reference and figure out what is true and what isn't. In this case, I think our reality has fractured. We're in a breaking news situation where it's hard to know exactly what's happening. Trump, of course, is going to do everything in his power to try and win. I think he should. And now it's Trump is vowing to sue all of these states. They say Trump is taking action in Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Georgia. We should be getting information on who won in Georgia and North Carolina soon. I got the New York Times here. If Trump wins The states that he's currently leading in Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and then takes either Arizona or Nevada. Donald Trump wins right now. It is looking like if if we continue on this current track, Trump will win Georgia, North Carolina, but he will lose Pennsylvania and Nevada. That means Trump will not have the votes required to win. And as I've done with all the videos I've put out so far, because this is a breaking situation, I'll tell you, it's really frustrating. I'll be completely honest. News is changing as I record this stuff and I'm trying my best, but I want to make sure I can give you a breakdown. As of right now, if Trump wins in Pennsylvania, where he does have a decent lead, I think 1.8 points, but it is shrinking, North Carolina and Georgia, he will lose unless he can take Arizona or Nevada. His lawsuits may be, may prevail in Nevada, which puts him at 272, meaning Trump wins. If Joe Biden takes Nevada, as there, as John Ralston is suggesting, then Trump is at 266. He loses. If Arizona ends up flipping for Trump, then Trump will win with 277. Now, if Trump takes Arizona but ends up losing Pennsylvania, Joe Biden takes 281 and wins. What you need to understand, we have we have we have we have known this was a very strong possibility. The reason why I think we definitely need to investigate any and all fraud claims and litigate everything we can is because it must be done cleanly. And it aligns perfectly with our forecasts from the past. Moody's analytics in 2019, September, put out a forecast saying Democrats win if turnout is high. House states will vote if non-incumbent turnout is historical maximum. We can see that they were actually expecting Trump to win in Arizona and Trump to lose in Pennsylvania. The map we are seeing from Moody's looks exactly like what is about to happen, that Wisconsin and Michigan go to Biden that well, they said Democrats at the time, they didn't know the nominee was Pennsylvania goes to Biden, but Trump wins in Georgia and North Carolina and Arizona. And they say the Democrats end up taking two nine uh, 279. Now, what in this turnout uh, in this map, they didn't do the breakdown for Nebraska, I suppose, and Maine. So it looks like, you know, for whatever reason, the map isn't one for one, obviously, but it's looking very, very similar. They said at the time Trump was favored to win if a uh, vote turnout was average, we have always known a high voter turnout was good news for Democrats. I don't know. What to, I don't know what else to tell you. If there's fraud, there's fraud. I've called for the investigation, but I believe it will be incumbent upon Republicans if they lose and if Trump loses to lose with grace and dignity. I believe filing the lawsuits is still within the realms of grace and dignity. Putting up a fight to demand that all votes are, are counted accurately and fairly is appropriate. If it turns out that uh, through an investigation, Donald Trump loses, then I think Republicans should just accept that they lost. We'll see what happens in the Senate. I am not enthused about the reality of Democrats taking everything. Perhaps we will end up with just Democrats taking the uh, the presidency. The House will remain where it is, and the Senate may remain Republican. But with mail-in votes, it's looking like we might actually see Republicans take the Senate. I am no fan of mail-in voting. I believe universal mail-in voting has created nothing but chaos and uncertainty. And I I uh I, I have I'm very critical of the Democrats for, for, for launching this, for for pushing for it. And it's it's only because of mail-in voting that we even have this uncertainty that may end up backfiring on them. My my gut feeling right now is that Trump may take legal victories in the courts. We might see a freeze in Pennsylvania where they can't call it or certify it. It then goes to the Supreme Court. I got to fly. Sorry. And then goes to the Supreme Court. Trump ends up winning a legal battle where he wins the presidency. And then chaos ensues, I suppose. I know Trump supporters said they're for this, but uh, you've heard me say it now three times throughout the day. Forgive me uh, uh, for repeating myself in these segments. We're dealing with very, very direct breaking news. And a lot of people are coming to my segments without seeing the previous context, so it's a bit of a rough day in terms of news tracking. But uh, let me just stress a Biden win is not outside the realm of possibility. Moody's analytics predicted this. I reported on this. We are seeing historical voter turnout. Some people are question, questioning, questioning the, the, the statistics. I'm seeing things that look strange. And that's why I believe let's investigate. Let's audit and make sure I believe that will be fair. But I'm going to leave it there. The next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastnews. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. The nightmare that is this election scenario continues. This time we gotta, we gotta, it's too much to, to go through. And my friends, there is a ridiculous amount of crazy videos. There are protests. There are riots. We got one clip where, uh, uh Flecka's, Punches in the name and information of a dead guy in Michigan, and it comes back as having voted. No joke. I, I did it. Other people are pointing it out. I don't know what this means. I just know that the media has done everything in their power to make sure no one trusts them right now. We know they were in the bag for Biden. We know the polls were historically wrong by a margin of seven points. And we get people like Nate Silver saying, F you, we did a good job. No, you didn't. No, you didn't but I can give Nate Silver credit right now. Nate Silver wants the Associated Press and Fox News to retract calling Arizona for Joe Biden. The way that many of these and the Wall Street Journal has it for for has Arizona for, for Biden as well. It's making it look like Joe Biden is closer to winning than he really is. He's not. Trump absolutely has a path to victory, but he must win in Pennsylvania. Let me just clear things up right now. First of all, I'm not interested in any whiny baby sore losers from any side. I am concerned about instances of voter fraud that appear to be popping up across the Internet. These must be investigated because if we are going to have a clean win for whoever it is, we cannot have loose ends and lingering questions. That being said, I don't want to hear people saying, oh, look, look, it's 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 fraud because of and then point to some ridiculously obscure video or like a reporting error. Okay, I want to I I want to see a clean victory. I believe if people want things investigated, they should be. And right now, to clarify what's happening with these protests, the mainstream media, most large media organizations and their activist and their Democrat activist allies and those who work for them will tell you that Donald Trump supporters are chanting, stop the count in Michigan and count the votes in Arizona because they're just so dumb. No, What's happening is that Donald Trump has filed lawsuits in three states, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Georgia to stop the count until they're allowed poll watchers or, or or tabulation watchers or whatever. They must have meaningful access. That's what the Trump campaign has said. Now, Trump has gone on to kind of inflame tensions by saying, what's the point? The damage has been done. I get what he's saying. The concern you need to understand is that you have people counting ballots. What's to stop one person from going? Let's see, Trump. Trump, Biden, Trump, crumple it up and throw it in a bin. What if he goes Trump, Trump, Biden and crumples up Biden and throws it in a bin? Anybody who's arguing against transparency, I believe, has uh, nefarious motives. So, yes, I believe Trump is correct. We should have watchers in these places. And there's video. I, I, I kid you not. Let me show you this video where they're actually boarding up the windows so people can't see what they're doing. This is a whole new level of insane. And I warn you, Democrats, if you if this is a clean win for Biden and you're so sure and you're like, Biden did it, you better make sure they do not block windows and they allow the, the, the tabulation watchers. in. can I tell you this? The Trump campaign watching vote tabulation can't change the vote. But if you reject the transparency, you will make sure that you are ripping this country in half. Because there are a lot of people who want Trump to win, who are not going to believe that they lost this election must be be the most meticulous. We must go through every vote with a fine tooth comb. It's not entirely possible. But I'll tell you, man, it's it's really annoying because, uh, look, I'm trying to be rational and reasonable. I think it is entirely possible that Joe Biden wins. You got to understand, my friends, Moody's analytics said last year, and I covered this, with a good economy, Trump wins. With historical voter turnout, Trump loses by a tiny, tiny margin. Guess what happened? I would actually argue that Moody's underestimated Republicans. Absolutely. Even in the face of COVID and the economic collapse, Trump is on track to only lose by a tiny margin if Joe Biden takes the lead in Pennsylvania. As it stands with Trump's lead in Pennsylvania. And with the closing of the lead in Arizona and Nevada, Trump has a path to victory. But as Joe Biden's leads in in Nevada and Arizona shrink, the lead for Trump is shrinking in Pennsylvania. We don't know where this is headed. So, of course, I encourage everyone to use every legal avenue. Like I said, this must be clean. There must be no doubt, no shadow of a doubt. We must know. Nate Silver wants AP and Fox News to retract calling Arizona for Biden. And he is correct. Of course, things are getting a bit hectic. Biden's lead in Arizona narrows to just 68,000 votes after a new batch of absentees heavily favored Trump, with another 400,000 ballots yet to be counted. Now, Nate Silver said he believes Biden will end up winning because Trump didn't get the margins he needed for Maricopa, and some of these other counties in Arizona are actually leaning a bit more Democratic. We don't know but he is correct. We won't know. Don't call Arizona for Joe Biden. They did. So let me show you where we're at right now. The Wall Street Journal currently has Joe Biden at 264 to Trump's 214. I believe this is pathetic media framing. Okay. First and foremost, Georgia seems to be Trump. It's done. Trump has a lead of about 18,500, 99,000 expected uh, of total vote reporting. I respect that it's fair. Trump is only up by 0.4%, but allow me to show you this very important tweet. Greg Bluestein, who is uh, uh, Atlanta Journal Courier, I think it's AGC political reporter, says, the gap in Georgia has narrowed to about 18,500 votes between Trump and Biden. The Secretary of State told WSB TV there are fewer than 25,000 absentee ballots remaining, and they should be finished by noon today. That's it. There is a very, very slim chance That of the twenty five thousand remaining ballots, Joe Biden is going to be able to net eighteen thousand five hundred. Well, he would need to be to He would not only he needs more than eighteen thousand five hundred because he's got to offset Trump's lead in these as well. If out of these twenty five thousand, Joe Biden gets eighteen thousand five hundred, then Trump ends up walking away with the remaining ballots and still wins. So Joe Biden needs to get like twenty three thousand of all of these for him extremely, extremely unlikely. But I understand it's fair to say there's no guarantee that Joe Biden has lost yet. So I understand why they haven't called it. It looks like it's going to be Trump. I also want to point out the point of Donald Trump's lawsuits on deadlines is that people are saying, yes, but what about bouts that have not yet come in? And people are saying, that's right. There are more belts that have yet to come in. Trump is saying we have an election day not election week and we cannot extend deadlines. It is a legitimate argument. The Democrats are saying no to it, but I'm sorry it is. It comes down to the Constitution. I I think mail-in voting was a ridiculous idea. And I also got to say, I think Republicans flubbed it and Trump supporters did too. That, look, everybody knew what they were doing and what was going to happen. So what do you expect me to do when they're counting mail-in ballots? And they're like, it goes for Biden. That being said, there are some races that And I'm not talking about the presidential race where there have been very strange dumps of like we found unassigned ballots that just all of them are for the Democrat. One hundred percent. That makes no sense. That's why I'm saying investigate these claims. And we must make sure this is done. Every I dotted, every T crossed, fine tooth comb, lawsuits, et cetera, because the alternative is worse. If this ends up swinging Republican or Democrat, I don't care who wins and 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 it's not done by the book. So we know for sure what happened. You will get absolute chaos in this country. And it's already starting to fall in that direction. And I, I, I tell you, man, I see people saying it's time or whatever we have. We have to stop the Trumpers. Like, I can't believe 68 million people still support this. What is happening to our country and people on the right saying similar things? Y'all do not want instability. I, I tell you, man, if uh, uh, first I'll say this, if you're a combat vet and uh you do want it, well, I can at least respect you understand what combat is like and what chaos and conflict is like. But from what I've seen from the actual veterans, people have messaged me. They, they've they said straight out anybody calling for this is, you know, they will come to regret it. You do not understand the horror of, of severe conflict. That's why this must be done and it must be done right. Donald Trump needs to file the lawsuits. He needs to get every legal avenue uh, exhausted. That way, we can come down and say, "Look, man, we went through these claims. We investigated these claims. We got nothing." Or we investigate and we say, "Hey, look at that. That's bunk," because we got some weird tweets about man, dead people voting. Let me show you something right now. Here's what the New York Times currently has: the race two fifty three for Biden, two fourteen for Trump. As of right now, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona and Alaska have not been called. Alaska is very much likely going to Donald Trump. I think everybody assumes that. And currently he's up by just about, you know, 30 points or so. So probably going to be Trump. No one's really thinking Alaska is going to be in play on this one. But I mean, it'd be funny if Alaska goes blue. That'd be weird. Right now, North Carolina has a Donald Trump leading by about 80, uh, just shy of 80,000 votes. The Biden camp has said they are kind of thinking North Carolina is a wash and they're not super concerned about it. Georgia will very likely be Donald Trump. He may need a legal challenge to win. Pennsylvania is is a nail biter because Trump's lead is is down to just less than 150,000 votes, and there's still 11 percent uh, that needs to be report about 10 percent because they should say 99 percent. Trump could lose PA. Trump needs to go through every legal avenue to make sure. Listen, man, I'm not arguing for someone to use the courts to win the election. I'm saying that when the race is this close, we need help from another branch of government to make sure that we, we have not just Trump declaring victory, but the court saying we feel this way. You may be, you may be upset about Bush v. Gore, but it is better than the alternative. People just feeling like they won, both sides won, and then everyone fighting about it. Now, the important states here are Nevada and Arizona, and Trump needs only one of them if he wins these other three states, which it's looking like he will. But it is razor thin. Okay. Razor thin. Let me show you 270 to win. As the leads stand right now, Trump in Georgia, North Carolina and Pennsylvania with Arizona and Nevada leaning towards Biden. If we stopped right now, Donald Trump loses with 266 electoral votes. However, if Nevada ends up flipping because Joe Biden's lead is only 7,400 votes, Donald Trump wins with 272. It is down to the wire. Trump must do everything he can to win Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. He's going to be filing a recount in Wisconsin. We'll see what happens in Michigan. But things things are getting spicy, man. You know, protesters are showing up at Maricopa County. And uh, you've got... I I, I showed you the video, you know, a, a lack of transparency. I think there is no guarantee that Joe Biden wins this. And it's it's look, I got to tell you, man, I think it's a toss up. I really, really do. It's a close race. But let me just I want to I want to tell you all something. Okay. as I mentioned with Moody's analytics, they said historical voter turnout means the Democrats win. But what you need to understand is that there have been many predictions. Many people said there is a strong possibility of a GOP Senate And a Joe Biden presidency. In fact, some conservatives have argued it would be a good thing, not what they want, but not bad in that you would get a lame duck president in Joe Biden. The GOP would control the Senate and it would constrain everything and kind of slow everything down, in my opinion. That's just a a culture war ceasefire. However, I think, you know, look, I, I personally voted for Trump. I think it's better if Trump wins this. And I'm really worried about what happens if Biden does win. But what should be what what is actually surprising here is that, OK, the Democrats were were calling for a blue wave. The media said they were going to own everything. This probably demoralized a lot of Trump supporters. They said, what's the point? They probably didn't go out and vote. You needed to go out and vote. And if you didn't do it, well, it's on, it's on you. But what we're looking at right now is that Trump might actually win and he may get it from the courts or he may actually win uh, just very, very narrowly. But the GOP is looking like it's going to hold the Senate. I mean, I mean, that that to me is is huge. This says that the Democrats were wrong. They're losing House seats and Trump might uh, lose the presidency if that's the case. I think what you're hearing from the American people is that Trump's a man of bad moral character. And for all of the good things he's done, they would take a bumbly, fumbly Joe because what's the worst worst that can happen? But they want a Republican Senate. It says to me that people are, are, they're just not happy with Trump. Now, there's a few things to be said there. Trump was running against the media, and that's the big problem. You know, I talk, I, I, look, I talk to someone, uh, a different person every day who tells me that Donald Trump, very fine people, all of these lies, and that was it. This, to me, makes sense because the media lied every single day about Donald Trump. I wouldn't be surprised if the American people said, I don't want him But the Republicans are all right. And thus they gain in the House. They uh, they they may. I think they've lost one seat so far in uh, in Colorado, but it's looking like they're going to end up taking the remaining seats. Uh, The current projection right now is uh, I think uh, New York Times is saying there's four that are that are a toss up, but it looks like it's going to be a Republican Senate. We don't know for sure, especially with mail in ballots coming in. It may flip. I'll tell you what. If the Senate falls to the Democrats, that will be the worst possible scenario, and it'll be the worst possible scenario even for Democrats. I tell you, man, getting getting the House and getting the presidency should be uh, should be good for, for uh, good enough for the Democrats. They're going to want everything, and Trump is going to want everything. But I think uh, the Democrats taking everything is going to be uh, it's going to be apocalyptic. In uh, American constitutional sense. Now, the, the the conservatives or the originalists, I should say, have the Supreme Court, which is good news for them. But uh, I'll just tell you this, man. Uh, I'm absolutely worried. You know why? Check it out. Uh, we have this Trump backers protest ballot count at Clark County Election HQ. These are peaceful protesters for the most part across the country. They're peacefully kneeling and praying and chanting, either stop the count because they want uh, tabulation watchers or they're saying, keep going, because in Maricopa, apparently they were stopping and saying, oh, no, we're, we're not going to count. And they're saying you have to keep counting because it l- it's looking like Arizona is going to go for Trump. But uh, I'll tell you what's really worrying. Anti-Trump protesters clash with NYPD in Manhattan's Greenwich Village as National Guard is activated in Portland and LAPD declares tactical alert for second night in a row. As election result hangs in the balance. It's uh, it's getting chaotic and I'm sitting here. I wake up in the morning and uh, I got word that there are very serious death threats against certain people in, uh, you know, conservative reporters and things like that. No joke. One hundred percent serious. I'm seeing people go out. I'm seeing people demand that I fight back and and things like this. And I'm like, dude, I'll extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You want to come to me with evidence of voter fraud? I'm more than happy to look at it. And there's some creepy stuff going on for sure. Investigate it all. okay, all of it. But a lot of people, man, are are stretching it because this is this is, uh, I don't know, man, a battle for the soul of the nation, I suppose. And it's looking like the polarization means whoever wins. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. As most of you know from the coverage I've done, the left is going further and further left to a rather absurd degree. And I think Joe Biden's plans will be the demise of the working class in this country. We know that Joe Biden is the candidate of multinational billion dollar corporations, of Wall Street bankers and high income zip codes. Joe Biden's previous administration uh, with Obama were in favor of the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a free trade agreement. What that means is that goods manufactured in China essentially can be shipped back to the U.S., with no taxes, no tariffs, free of charge, which makes it very lucrative for those who want to exploit cheap labor. Joe Biden wants to increase the corporate tax rate. If Joe Biden wins, what I see happening is, uh, uh, look, uh, assuming the, the Democrats get uh, the Senate, they'll increase the corporate tax rate under the guise of paying their fair share. They'll then negotiate free trade agreements under the guise of international cooperation and trade. And that, w- that means if you run a business in the U.S. and you're manufacturing stuff and you got to pay 40% or 39.6% corporate tax and you got to pay heavy salaries, $15 an hour. Is that what the left wants? That's right. They're going to increase wages to $15 an hour. Then you have a company say, I make hats. Why pay $15 an hour and a 40% corporate tax when they've just pushed these free trade agreements? Open the factory in China, spend a dollar an hour in labor, sell the goods back to the Americans that will extract value from the lower class and send it to the wealthy elites. That's the future I see under Joe Biden, an exacerbation of the wealth inequality. The funny thing is, people like to talk about what happened in 1979 when all of a sudden the 1% started going up and the middle class stayed the same. I say, I don't know for sure, but I tell you what. We've had a couple Democrat presidents in that time period who did nothing to fix that. With Donald Trump, things started to change. Unemployment was going way down. Salaries were going up. Things were typically improving. If Donald Trump loses, it's going to go back to the way things were. So naturally, I bring this up because I think we are reaching um, the apex, the climax. There is no the polarization is so extreme we are looking at working class individuals, even minorities. There is a, a fracture in this worldview. But I tell you this, man, I, I, I am not going to play games with, uh, you know, if Joe Biden wins, he wins and good for him. There's a lot of reasons why he may have won. And a lot of it may fall on Republicans not taking fraud claims seriously, not using the power that they had in, in the first two years to do something about it. And Democrats might win. Now, the individuals who are screaming about it, I don't blame you at all. The people who are saying we see the fraud and the Republicans didn't do anything. I don't think Republicans do. <laughs> I don't like Republicans. But I tell you, man, the, the 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 fracture in worldview says to me that we're at a point where no one can accept this. Uh, it won't matter. It won't. I blame the media. I've always blamed the media. The media lied about everything. Or I should say the media was, has been has been lying about too much. They've been lying about Trump. And they've been – the polls were all wrong, historically wrong. They've been in the bag for Democrats. Now you've got regular people watching these videos where you can – I'm not even kidding. Go to Fleca's on Twitter. You can see him. He does a video where he punches in a dead guy's information. It says, your ballot was received in Detroit. You see stuff like that, whether it's true. I don't know what it, what, it, what it means. Maybe it's one person. Maybe it's evidence of something. It should be investigated. You got James O'Keefe of Veritas coming out, a postal worker saying they were being told by their bosses to do illegal things. No one, no one of these of people watching this are going to believe the mainstream media. If we make it through, if Joe Biden wins, and he might not, and we make it to the next four years, things will change. Things change will change. The media is on its last leg, but it's their manipulations and lies that have resulted in a narrow Trump loss. Trump gained nearly 5 million votes. The Democrats gained also nearly 5 million votes, just over 5 million votes. But I tell you, I tell you this, Democrats tend to be low information voters. I'm sorry. That's just true. I'm not saying every conservative is a genius. What I'm saying is that Democrats go after low information voters through social pressure, and they go after the youth vote. It's why Nancy Pelosi was talking about lowering the voting age to 16. They want the lowest information voters possible to use social pressure to get more votes. Republicans need to get better at that. But regardless, you are going to have a lot of uh, chaos and a lot of problems as we move forward due to the fact that people don't see the world the same way. And thus, if we make it to the next four years with the shift in media it will result in, I think, Republicans winning, or at least the Democrats becoming more populist. My bigger concern is that Joe Biden will, will, will just push the same policies that he did during the Obama administration, and uh, it's going to be really, really bad. He's going to throw red meat to the left. They're going to get some silly uh, uh, concessions, and he's going to go start blowing up kids in the Middle East, and there's not going to be an anti-war movement because there wasn't under Obama. You'll still see the principled left people like Matt Taibbi and and, and uh, Glenn Greenwald, and of course I'll start screaming about foreign policy all day and night, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to play any games. It, look, when it comes to fraud, you got to show me the evidence. I think Democrats play dirty games, but dirty games are very different from outright cheating. There's uh, I, I do believe that Democrats have played dirty games to the extent that you know changing the rules for mail-in voting and things like this. Now the cheating is something else. So uh, look, I, I don't want to rant too much on this. Trump may still win. There are riots erupting. People are going nuts. My bigger fear right now is that it's day three and we're starting to see riots and we're starting to see the right come out and we are we are standing on the precipice. Maybe we've already jumped off the edge. I hope you all stay safe. I hope you pre- you've prepared for any potential unrest, but uh, I'm not confident we find a way out of this. My next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then. Donald Trump has scored a minor legal victory in Pennsylvania. As you may have heard, Trump supporters have been chanting, stop the count. Trump tweeted, stop the count. They want ballots to not be count until they are allowed to observe the tabulation process. A court has ruled in Pennsylvania, Trump will be allowed to do this, or more specifically, Republican watchers will be able to go in and be within viewing distance of what's going on. The problem, however, They're still not going to be able to know if people are are accurately tabulating votes. And I have to wonder why it is Democrats are trying to stop this because breaking news, Democrats are actively trying to stop this. I'm hearing from a lot of people, a lot of crazy things. And I think we are headed for a a dark winter, as it were, I suppose. And I don't blame Trump supporters. I I, I just got to say, man, um, I see more and more data that says to me something doesn't make sense. I can't be too specific, but I'll give you an example. I have one tweet from a guy saying Native Americans in one district swung for Donald Trump more so than they did Obama. We're seeing in, in Zapata County in Texas. This was like I covered this the other day. The Latino community voted for Trump in huge numbers in Florida. Donald Trump in Miami actually flipped a uh, the Republicans flipped a safe Democrat seat Republican because Cuban voters went overwhelmingly for Trump. Outside of these key states that Trump needed to win, we're seeing huge Trump support. So how is it? I just I have to ask. And you can feel free to give me an answer that people in Michigan are more enthusiastic about Joe Biden than Barack Obama when he first got elected. I mean, Barack Obama won with huge margins. It was it was it was massive turnout. Now we're seeing seventy two point something million for Joe Biden, a guy that no one wanted to vote for. Now, I I get it. People might have just voted because they hate Trump. But how are we seeing these districts where they didn't matter? And I know I I, no disrespect to the voters, but they weren't going to swing the election. These places where it didn't matter if they if they voted red or blue, and there weren't swing districts went overwhelmingly for Trump. It just so happens that we were able to count millions of votes in a single day in Nevada, Arizona and Pennsylvania. But now these specific states, notably Pennsylvania, everything must stop. We must stop counting. And then overnight we find Democrat ballots. I tell you, there are some House races where all of a sudden unclaimed boxes just appear and the Democrats have gained some ballots. i be very I'm, I look, there could be explanations for this. Uh, I run the risk of getting banned on YouTube for for even bringing it up. I'm just saying I don't know what's going on, but I've got a bunch of stuff for you. So Donald Trump, he wins this case in Pennsylvania. He's going to be suing in Nevada. They're arguing that there are 10,000 people who voted in Nevada who don't live there. A lot of people right now have started digging. The lawfare has begun. I think the most important issue that must be solved right now comes from Uh You may be familiar with his YouTube channel. He's now posted three videos where he's found three people who are clearly dead who did vote in Michigan. I don't care who they voted for. We need to get to the bottom of this. As I've said in every video, I don't care who wins. We just need to make sure whoever wins, it is clean. Legal victories, investigations, whatever. We are in a hyper polarized country. Vice.com just wrote an article about civil war. We've been hearing about it over and over again. The last thing we need is Democrats saying no transparency. And that's literally what they're doing. That's why I blame them. But I don't I don't know what to expect, man. I tell you this, Nancy Pelosi may be on the outs because they're because she's losing in the House. Some of her key supporters so far, the Democrats, uh, the more progressive Democrats may be able to stage a coup against Pelosi. We'll see. And they may actually be able to convince a bunch of Republicans. So Pelosi may be she might be out if they can get Democrats to, uh, well, to stage a coup against her in the House. But let's let, let's read Trump's legal victory this is all very, very important. As of right now, Trump is starting to make gains in Arizona, but he is losing his lead in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of freaky stuff going on. Pennsylvania is, is the most important state. But let's read. The New York Post says, An appellate judge has handed President Trump's reelection campaign a minor victory, allowing them to observe the counting of ballots in the battleground state of Pennsylvania, his campaign announced. With the 2020 race tightening and Joe Biden leading in the Electoral College, Trump's campaign filed a lawsuit in the Keystone State on Wednesday, demanding vote counts be stopped until they were given better access to polling sites. In a call with reporters on Thursday morning, campaign manager Bill Stepien said the ruling by a Pennsylvania judge would also allow them to review counting that had already occurred as well. This is tremendous. Seriously, they may not find anything. I tell you this, if it turns out Joe Biden wins, then I'll be the first to say, congratulations, Joe Biden and Democrats. Let's drop all the all the pretense and the sore losers and just carry on and do what we can for this country. But this is this is going to do two things for us. Perhaps you're a Trump supporter and you say, we want to find impropriety. Well, there you go. They can review these ballots and they might find discrepancies. And that's going to open a whole big can of worms for every count. Or it proves Joe Biden is winning. And that's it. And that's an important thing that people will need to see. Democrats should be grateful for this. They're not, by the way. The president has had the president had a 400,000 ballot lead in the Commonwealth on Wednesday. But that has shrunk as more mail-in ballots are tabulated, and he now has an advantage of 135,000 votes. I mean, that is significant. Okay, it's 135,000. It's a couple points. The media and the insiders uh in the city—they've been trying to count Donald Trump out for years. Debian told reporters on a call, "Donald Trump is alive and well. We will win Pennsylvania. I have as much confidence today as I had yesterday." Didn't you already declare victory in Pennsylvania? Yeah. We also want a major victory in Pennsylvania this morning that helps ensure the transparency and openness that Pennsylvania deserves is held true. Both campaigns are prematurely declaring victory in the state before an official count. My friends, do me a favor and share this video, please. I don't normally uh do the the, the plug promo on this channel. Usually my, usually my main channel, I say, hey, share this. If you want to support my channel? I want you to see. I want you to show this to people. You know why? I have a friend who voted for Joe Biden and I and they said Trump is bad. Trump is awful. And I asked them, do you think that Republicans should be allowed to watch the votes get counted? And she said, of course. And I said, would you disagree? if Would you be upset if Democrats were trying to block this? Of course I would. Well, they are. And this can turn a light bulb on people's heads. Wait a minute. What do you mean? From Cambry. So I'm not entirely sure who this is. Pennsylvania Democrats going to court to block court order that supports allowing GOP Trump supporters from watching the counting of ballots. This is all breaking news. Cambry is a verified Twitter user, so I'm not entirely sure who she works for. Take it with a grain of salt. I just want to make sure you see the stuff that's breaking because this is getting a substantial amount of retweets. It's not the only person I've heard it from. It's just all breaking now. Of course, as I as I showed you, the Republicans have that victory. And there is a video I've been showing it quite some uh, quite a bit where they're actually blocking the windows so people can't see what they're doing as they tabulate votes. And and this to me is is absolutely insane. Well, Donald Trump is filing suit also in Nevada from Metro.co.uk. Trump will sue Nevada after claiming its election vote has been rigged. Heck of a headline there, Metro. The reality is here's what they're really saying. President of the United States is expected to file the lawsuit Thursday morning, claiming that at least 10,000 people voted in the state despite no longer living there, a breach of election rules. Trump's former director of national security, Richard Grenell, is expected to announce the lawsuit in Nevada on Thursday morning, according to Fox News. Joe Biden is currently leading the Nevada vote, with the result expected to be declared, be declared on Thursday afternoon, so it's a coming. If Biden wins, It's six electoral votes would give him the 270 he needs to become the next president, according to AP's current polling. Trump has already filed lawsuits in Michigan and Pennsylvania after claiming they, too, had fallen victim to election rigging. No, Michigan and Pennsylvania, these journalists are just really awful. Those lawsuits are specifically about allowing them to watch and they should be allowed to. They're going to say that Biden won Michigan, taking back a state Trump had flipped from Democrat to Republican in the 2016 election. The president has also demanded a recount in Wisconsin after Biden managed to flip it back to Democrat after Trump claimed a surprise victory over Hillary Clinton there four years ago. I do not believe in any standard election Trump would be able to find the votes he needs in a recount. But I think if they do a recount and check registrations, they may actually find some discrepancies. Let's just make sure. Look, Democrats, if Trump loses, don't you want to be able to be like you got every recount, you got every investigation, and you still lost. If you really think you're going to win, you need this process. And we as a nation need this to make sure people can accept the results of the election. We need the investigation. Now, Joe Biden does not have 264 electoral votes. This is incorrect. Over at the New York Times tracker, we we can clearly see Arizona has not been called for Joe Biden. And there are some estimates. They're saying Trump could take this by Friday. Now, why Arizona is unable to count their ballots, don't ask me. But I tell you this right now, man, for one, if we stopped counting right now, Trump loses. Trump is suing or is, is preparing, is calling for a stop the count in states where they have no access to the ballots. It is also likely That Donald Trump is going to file a suit to block ballots that came in after election day. We will see what 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 ends up happening. As of right now, not much has changed. But Trump is still leading by a a small margin, about 18,000 votes in Georgia. He is leading in North Carolina by about 80,000. His lead in Pennsylvania has fallen as of the latest update to about 110,000. So Donald Trump losing his lead in Pennsylvania. However, Trump's campaign has said they believe that when all the votes come in, they're actually going to start making some gains back. I, I don't know if that's true. Trump may narrowly win Pennsylvania. This may go to the Supreme Court. Listen, I have a I have a, a sinking feeling about all of this. Let me tell you, it may end up that we never actually get hard results from some of these states. Trump is going to call for a recount in Wisconsin, and if he does it might go into December. There is a deadline for the Electoral College. Uh, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch said the Constitution says electors must be appointed on the first Tuesday after the first Monday. That's election day. They have not done this. It may go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court may say, we don't care what your state votes for. You screwed up. Your election was not in accordance with the Constitution. Therefore, it goes to House delegations. And as we've seen the Republicans are winning the House. This may go to a Supreme Court victory, the likes of with this, the likes of which this country has not seen. And that, my friends, will be a dark day. Uh, Trump will win. Trump supporters are happy to accept any victory they can. But I tell you this, man, if 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 Trump ends up winning and we don't get a clean uh, victory from this, it is going to rip this country apart in in, in terrifying ways. If Trump wins and he keeps the Senate, but the Republicans still lose the House, it's just not going to be good for anybody. I would prefer it if the Republicans took a clean, clean sweep. That's just my personal opinion. But I would prefer more than anything that whatever the results may be, we clear up the impropriety. We have investigations and we let people be satisfied. I don't know if they ever will be, but my friends, let me show you how bad it's getting. David Schaefer says uh, David Schaefer uh, Twitter uh, on Twitter. He is uh, with the Georgia Republicans, says at the G Republican state headquarters monitoring reports from county tabulation voters, problems with Republican and other public observers being allowed to view tabulation in canvas. Excuse me. Fulton County told our observers last night to go home because they were closing up and then continued to count ballots in secret. Today in Fulton County, they are operating a forklift between the place the ballot scanners are located and the area our observers have been instructed to stand. A few minutes ago in Chatham County, our observers watched an unidentifiable woman mix over 50 ballots into the stack of uncounted absentee ballots. I have authorized lawyers for the Georgia Republican Party to file an emergency petition against the Chatham County Board of Elections to enforce election laws and prevent the unlawful counting of absentee ballots received after the election. I think it's too late. She, Someone stuffed 50 ballots in? Sorry, what are you going to do about it? You're not going to know which ones were the ballots she stuffed in, are you? Maybe you can prosecute this woman, but I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this. I, I do see a legal path to victory for Trump. We are well past the date when these states were supposed to have wrapped things up. And in uh, Bush v. Gore, not the expert historian here, they, we, we had your traditional election process, but it was very close. It went to recounts. And then the Supreme Court basically said, basically said, stop recounting, hanging chads, all this stuff. We're doing something totally different. We have no results several days on. The elections haven't even stopped. They're still counting ballots. When these reports at the Supreme Court, we've got originalists on the court. Now, the Democrats are going to say Donald Trump stuffed the court with 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 cronies and they're voting in his favor. It will be a dark, dark day for this country. I'm not I am not happy about what's happening, man. Look, I if the Democrats are cheating, it's their fault. It's their fault for sure. I'm not blaming the Republicans for the fact the Democrats changed the rules at the 11th hour. That's on them. They may lose because of it. Of course, I'm sure many Republicans believe that they were trying to cheat and they're going to lose and they're not going to be able to. I don't know to tell you other than the polarization in this country has reached an extreme point and I don't see an out. I don't. I think the best thing we can do is is investigate all of this fraud. But I don't I don't I don't see an out uh, unless there's a there's a win and we investigate. But check this out. J. Miles Coleman says ropes, uh, ropes in County, North Carolina precincts where Native Americans are a majority of voters. In 2012, it was Obama 59 to four in Trump. It's uh, in 2020 in Trump in 2020. It's Trump 69 to one. I'm, I'm sorry, 69.1 to Biden 30.1. Tim Miller uh, says, wow, Native Americans swung heavy in this district for Donald Trump. So how is it that we're seeing Latinos go for Trump? We're seeing more black voters go for Trump. We are seeing more Native Americans go for Trump. And Trump is losing. It could be the progressive white liberal vote rising up in the cities. That's for sure. But Trump has some kind of new diverse republicanism and it's doing well. Yet we're still seeing some strange happenings. Take a look at this tweet from Essential Fleckas. Another one. Apparently, June Aiken, born 1900, voted via absentee ballot in Jackson County, Michigan. That would make them 120 years old, born in 1900. And you can see Flecka's punches in the information, and then you get a result. There's also this one and another. 120-year-old Terry Mathis also apparently voted absentee in Wayne County, Michigan. Flecka, of course, had his original where he said a man named William, born in 1902, and died in Detroit at age 82 in 1984. Applied for his ballot on on the 11th of September, and submitted it on the September on 19th of September. I don't know what that is. Okay, I don't know what it means. I am not making any accusations. I'm saying we want to make sure whatever happens, the victory is clean. If you're seeing something weird, we need an official explanation, please. But I tell you, take a look at Donald Trump's Twitter account. It's very clear, isn't it, Donald Trump? This some somewhere, all this content shared is disputed. We scroll down, disputed. Let, 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 let look at just, just how much is disputed. It's all disputed, disputed, disputed. What is this about? Disputed, 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 disputed. When people try to see what the president has to say, Twitter is effectively censoring much of what he is talking about. I'm telling you, man, I am. I am very, very worried. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, I do want to make sure I can at least point this out as of right now based on the, uh, uh, what is this? Oh, it just changed on me. Let me let me try and go back based on the results we have at 270 to win. If Trump flips Nevada, then he wins with 272. This is going to be very, very close. But as of right now, Nevada is leaning to Biden. Arizona is leading to Biden. Pennsylvania, and North Carolina are leaning towards Trump. Trump is if, if everything stopped right now, Trump loses. All right. This is important. But Trump may get a legal victory in Pennsylvania. He may find some impropriety. We don't know. And it may end up that Arizona flips to Trump, in which case Trump wins with 277 to Biden's 261. I got to tell you, man, I was reading Newsweek a few months ago, and it was the co-founder of MSNBC who said it may be that Trump will claim fraud in some of these states. They will get into a legal battle. The state will not be allowed to call or certify the results. We will reach a December 14th deadline. Where the Supreme Court will say it is now or nothing. You must send in your electors. There will be a dispute because the states are challenged. Thus, it will go to House delegations. What that means is each state gets to send someone to vote, not based on the House of House of Representatives their delegations. That means Republicans win. Republicans have slightly more del- delegates, I believe, two than the Democrats do. Trump would win in a very, very strange way, and it's kind of worrisome that we get to that point. Look, I don't know who these people are, but I'll tell you, man, I saw Kathy Griffin. You know, Kathy, she she posted a uh, video, I guess, a photo of her holding Trump's head. These are not the people who should have executive authority, and it's worrying to me that low information voters are piling up and would destroy this country. They just don't know. And they're allowed to not know. It's worrisome. It really is. But I was talking to a friend and I said, listen, man, you need to understand that Democrats tend to be low information voters. I'm not trying to insult you or anyone else. But the reason why the Democrats want to lower the voting age to 16, the reason why they try and get the youth vote out, they use social pressure to get more votes. These are not people who are well studied and understand economics and are concerned about the issues in our nation. they are people who just don't know and don't care, but they've riled up a ton of people through the media, through rage, through Orange Man bad, who are just like, gotta vote out Trump. Trump is bad. And that's it. I think the, uh, we're dangerously close to, you know, the establishment taking the reins back and locking the doors forever. There will never be another Bernie. There will never be another Trump. I, I think Joe Biden's gonna throw red meat to the far left, uh, to the, to, to the extent that he has to. And I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen to the Republican party. I, I do kind of think this may be the last, ditch effort of the establishment. And 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 to be fair, if we keep a GOP Senate and a Biden presidency, this may be the last feeble attempt of the establishment before everything turns into a more populist uh, nation. The Internet is going to change everything and they can't do anything about it. But boy, are they trying. As I showed you with Donald, uh, Donald Trump's Twitter feed, Twitter is desperately trying to silence Trump. Yeah. Claiming that what he's saying isn't true. Well, who's the arbiter of truth here? You don't get to say that. It's for the courts to decide. But you control the flow of information. You control what people think. You can control a lot more than just that. I think we're headed for, uh, I don't know, man, troubled times. Trump is going to keep filing more suits. I think he may end up actually, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, what I think right now. I think Trump's going to win. I do. I don't know. They could call it for Biden uh, at, at any point if if Biden takes Nevada. If Biden takes Nevada, he, he doesn't have Arizona. It's not an official certification, so it's not legit. Trump will challenge. My concern then is media calls it for Biden. Trump gets victories in the courts. The courts give Trump the victory. The left claims Trump stole the election as they predicted, and now we're going to get 50 years of Trump or whatever nonsense. And then I think we're going to see mass violence from the left. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's a different channel from this one, and I'll see you then. This election is already proving to be way too much, and it's only been three days. I hope this doesn't go on any longer, but it's likely going to go on for quite some time. With these lawsuits, there's going to be more and more. Trump is going full on lawfare, and and to be fair, I think he should. I think Joe Biden should take any legal avenue he should. I think we want to make sure, as I've said fifty billion times today, we get clean and accurate results. However, there are some other ramifications of this election. Notably, this could be the end for Speaker Pelosi. You see, many Democrats are not a fan of Speaker Pelosi's failed leadership. And I'm starting to get excited. I'm thinking maybe if we get rid of Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House, we might actually see some changes in the House that could be beneficial to everyone. You see, Republicans flipped eight seats Democrats flip too, giving Republicans so far a net gain of six. It's a bad day for Democrats. But because of this, some Democrats see an opportunity to vote for someone else to be Speaker of the House. I think that would be an excellent start. I'm no fan of Joe Biden. And uh, if Trump loses, well, you know, we'll all move on, I suppose. There'll be a lot of people who won't accept it. I get it. But I think it's it's you know, we ought to be mature about these things. I'm actually, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? If the GOP maintains the Senate, I'll be happy with that. If they lose the presidency, eh, I guess that sucks. And then if the House ends up removing Nancy Pelosi, I mean, assuming we don't get someone like, I don't know, Speaker AOC or whatever, I don't know. I don't know how a speakership ends up working. I mean, this might be a really good thing. Uh, not ideal for anybody, but uh, acceptable. You know, we can all shrug instead of tearing each other's heads off, right? I got to tell you, if it turns out that the, the, these seat, these gains by the Republicans get rid of a Speaker Pelosi, we end up getting like a moderate Democrat who's actually going to do their job and not just scream orange man bad. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. They say, Nancy on the brink. Democrats are now plotting to oust Pelosi as speaker after the House majority shrunk amid her refusal to do a covid deal as AOC led squad circles the embattled leader. If Ocasio-Cortez leads a charge that takes the speakership away from Pelosi, uh, I will clap AOC, please. I call upon you to get anybody, anybody. Uh, As I said, though, I wouldn't be too enthused by a Speaker AOC. But if she helps get someone else to be the Speaker of the House, I say Democrats went into Tuesday night expecting to pad their majority in the House by uh, marching deeper into the president and into President Trump's territory. But instead, Republicans made gains already two centrist Democrats in the House say they are contacting colleagues to round up support for House Democratic Caucus Chairman Hakeem Jeffries, a top Pelosi lieutenant, for speaker in the next Congress, according to the Hill. Several moderate House Dems only won tough reelections after vowing not to back Pelosi for another term as speaker. Bravo. And they view Jeffries as a potential establishment leader who could garner support from Rep. Ocasio-Cortez's powerful squad of progressives. Here's what we need to happen. We need someone who's going to be moderate, take the speakership, and we need them to say we are done with the ranty, orange man, bad culture war style of politics. You know what? Trump may lose, and a lot of people may be upset about that, but but Pelosi may lose too. And that's a good first step, I guess. It's kind of a shrug, right? Well, you know, I'll kind of take it. One of the biggest problems I think we've had is that we've had Democratic politicians who, as I've long said, they, they they campaigned on moderate Democrat policies. I was all for that. I was like, thank you. Come in. Let's get back to business. Nancy Pelosi just hates Donald Trump too much. I guess with Donald Trump currently on the ropes, then, you know, maybe Pelosi is going to leave. Maybe we'll get someone else. Maybe it won't be so much about Orange Man bad anymore. Kind of would be nice Although I'm really concerned about a Biden presidency, considering what he did with his, in, in the previous administration. I think he'll be constrained by the Senate. I got I got to say it's kind of a lukewarm scenario. Nobody really wins, but Republicans made decent gains like everybody kind of takes a little and loses a bit, I guess, whatever. That's all I can really say. He bridges moderates and progressives better than anyone else. And most importantly, he's not Nancy Pelosi. One Democratic lawmaker told the Hill of Jeffries. He's the only one prepared and positioned to be speaker publicly. Jeffries has shot down any notion of seeking the top leadership role, remaining loyal to Pelosi and saying he is focused on retaining his current job. The speaker is chosen by a majority vote of the entire House, meaning that in theory, a handful of centrist Democrats could force the party's hand in the case of a slim majority by threatening to side with Republicans. Yes. If I tell you what, these moderate Dems, who promised to do the right thing and then went full on for impeachment and wasted all of our time. If they come out and side with Republicans, it will be a glorious day. We need bipartisanship. We need to bring cooperation back. Let's get something moving. However, it's unclear whether Ocasio-Cortez's powerful faction would back Jeffries for speaker after she previously threatened to back a primary challenger against the fellow New York Democrat in the 2020 election. All four members of the squad won re-election on Tuesday and the faction added three new progressive allies in districts in Missouri and New York. Pelosi was notably quiet on Wednesday regarding her party's shrink, shrinking margin in the House. She didn't directly address her losses in a letter to her Democratic colleagues, aside from calling the election challenging. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a California Republican, said the erosion of the Democratic majority could threaten Pelosi's grip on the speaker's chair. I know the vote on the floor is difficult for uh, for speaker. I know there was a number of people who did not vote for her the last time, McCarthy said at a press conference Wednesday, alluding to Democratic defectors two years ago. And as our numbers continue to grow, I think at the end of the day, no matter where we end up, we'll be able to have a very big say or even run the floor when it comes to policy, McCarthy predicted. This is going to be great. Uh, Look, man, a Democrat majority in the House is not ideal because of Section 230. A lot of policy issues that I'm concerned about Um, more importantly, I think the bigger issue is: are we going to get culture war garbage? Are we going to get policies like the green new deal that make no sense or now are the Democrats going to be put in a position where the moderates who won are forced to negotiate? This is what we've needed all along. I'm down for it, man. Normalcy, like negotiation, compromise, simmering down of tensions. This is kind of an outcome that I think no one really expected. Now, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. We may still end up with Speaker Pelosi and her ranting lunacy as she rips up speeches and complains. Look, they talk about how bad Trump was. Biden and Pelosi have done similarly. I think we need to get rid of all the incumbents at this point. You know, I I don't look I don't know who's going to win Trump or Biden. I think it would be fair to say, I like Trump's Middle Eastern peace agreements. I like, uh, withdrawing of troops. And I think it's fair to give him a, a, another term. If he ends up losing, I think Biden is worse. I think ultimately these crony establishment people just get them all out. I tell you what, there was a point where I defended Pelosi. I kid you not. You may remember the videos. I was like, Hey, it's not so bad. You know, no, no, I, I got a call from a progressive trying to primary Pelosi and I donated. I was like, Look, I don't agree with a lot of your policies. But I think many of us agree that Nancy Pelosi is really, really bad, really bad. She hurt the Democrats a lot and all these, you know, the uh, leading the impeachment charge. Come on. You get these moderate Democrats who came into the House and then they just said whatever she wanted and just that's ridiculous, man. I hope these people grow a spine. Pelosi led the House with 232 seats compared to Republicans 197 going into Election Day. But it now appears that GOP will have somewhere north of 200, holding a solid minority with more power than they've had in the last two years. The Democratic leader, along with chairwoman of the House Democrats arm, Rep. Sherry Bustos of Illinois, predicted a sunny outcome for Democrats Tuesday, claiming they would defend the 2018 gains and flip districts previously thought to be in safe Republican territory. Well, she was wrong. Check this out. The Republicans flipped eight seats, gaining six, and the Democrats flipped two, a net gain for the Republicans of six seats. It does not seem like the Republicans are going to take the majority back, but it seems like, all in all, some good news. And interestingly, we did have, uh, we, we are seeing a lot of Republicans who are running for Congress. We had a bunch of Republicans retire. So one of the reasons I think Democrats were able to make more gains. Established crony Republicans have retired and have been replaced by younger, more enthusiastic, more Populist Republicans. I like this. That uh, I believe that that woman, the gun woman, what's her name? Uh, Bobert. I don't know what. Uh, let me let me see if I can find which district she's in. Uh, yeah, Lauren Bobert won. She won in Colorado District Three. That's awesome. Fifty one point three percent of the votes. She seems more like a regular American who wants to get in and 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 make some changes and do the right thing. I hope that's exactly what she does. Because the same as I, I look, I, I said. If we see these moderate Democrats come in and they can put some pressure on the Republicans and they can put some pressure on the progressives, it'd be a good thing. I'll say the same thing to, uh, Republican populists who are coming in. I expect them to do their duty and help, uh, lead this country. Congress has a terrible approval rating, man. And I blame Nancy Pelosi for it. I, I blame her for basically all of it. Now, you got, what you got to understand is that Approval for Congress is always going to be low because you've got AOC, for instance. When you ask people, like, how do you feel about Ocasio-Cortez? Well, most people don't live in her district. They're not going to like what she does. And and you're at half the country just not agreeing with that with her because they're not urban liberal progressives. That I think is normal. But I do think that Nancy Pelosi has been a disgrace. I think she is well past her, her her, you know, she needs to she needs to she needs to not be speaker anymore. I don't think that she sh- she, sh- she should even be elected, but the people of San Francisco keep electing her fine, whatever. But I think it's time to get a different speaker of the House. And I, I look forward to some kind of rotation in politics. So, you know, we'll see how things play out. Trump still has a path to victory. It's looking uh, tighter and tighter every day. And it seems like it might be a Biden win. I tell you what, I'll say for the 50 billionth time, we'll investigate claims of fraud. And let's just make sure that this country survives to see another day and everyone chills out. But that involves doing something about the riots. And that's on Democrats for now. I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. I would like to say to California, bravo, good sirs and madams who have rejected Proposition 16. This was the bill, the proposition that was going to repeal civil rights law under the guise of launching affirmative action. Now, maybe look, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawmaker. My argument against this was always that the language specifically removes the anti-discrimination laws or clause from the Constitution of California, which seems to make no sense because if they wanted affirmative action, they could just say that could, we could add a clause that says this will allow affirmative action, which functions as follows. They didn't do that. They just wanted to repeal the whole thing. And before we read into this, I do wanna, I, I will say it's fair. There's a lot of states that don't even have this protection at all. I just don't see why it makes sense to remove it. As we can see from Ballotpedia, Prop 16 has been defeated. I'm surprised. I didn't think I had that much faith in the Californian people. So my respect to them for voting the right way. Of course, all the progressives are freaking out, saying, I thought we were going to have a racial awakening, which is kind of scary when you think about what that means in a majority white state. But sure, the Los Angeles Times says editorial. So much for California's racial reckoning. Voters reject affirmative action again. Poor babies. The L.A. Times says, despite a summer of racial reckoning, when California's marched in the street to demand justice and equality, voters decided Tuesday not to decided Tuesday not to help dismantle the racism baked into our state institutions. Isn't this funny how they frame it? It wasn't a close call either. Prop 16, a measure that would have removed a 24-year-old prohibition on affirmative action by state and local agencies was rejected by more than 1 million votes. Wow, California! Bravo, California. You know, more people, uh, there's Republican areas in California, I'll tell you what. What a shame. And what a missed opportunity. It's a reminder to a uh, reminder to that while California is often viewed as a progressive bastion, the state and its electorate are still fairly conservative when it comes to confronting racial inequity. I want to point out how funny it is. The law itself is actually progressive. California, one of the only states that has a civil rights law in its own constitution. We have the federal 1964 Civil Rights Act. Most famous is Title VII, saying that you can't discriminate based on race, sex, national origin, etc. in public accommodation. California in nineteen ninety six codified non-discriminatory language. It's called Prop two oh nine, which says the state and public institutions cannot discriminate on the basis of race, etc. uh race, national origin, etc. I believe that's a good thing. It ended up making it so they can't have affirmative action. But it ended up doing a bunch of other things too, stopping the state from discriminating. I've heard many people say, no, Tim, it will allow affirmative action. And and if if we have affirmative action, any other concern is protected by the 1964 Civil Rights Act at the federal level. And I said, that requires someone to sue in California and challenge it to the federal courts. You see? So, sure, maybe, but affirmative action is already allowed under the Supreme Court. So maybe that's their concern. It was constrained at the state level, but allowed at the federal level. I'm sorry. I don't believe you should have a right to discriminate against people based on their race. They say, but it was positive discrimination. No, it wasn't. You were going to discriminate against the smallest minority in the state, Asian voters or Asian individuals, or I should say the smallest minority in the country. It's probably a bit more in, in, in California, but probably still one of the smallest minorities. To be fair, mixed race is the smallest minority. But I don't see how they can defend discriminating against minorities under the guise of not being racist, and then complain, they're actually the progressive ones. It was progressive when California put that law into place. It is not progressive to repeal it. Could you imagine progressives trying to repeal the 1964 Civil Rights Act saying, we're being progressive by getting rid of racial anti-discrimination laws? Yeah, that's how absurd it sounds. They go on to say, Prop 16, would have allowed public agencies in California to once again grant preferential treatment to individuals on, or, or groups based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. With the measure trailing 56 to 44 in the unofficial tally Wednesday, it sponsors all but conceded defeat. Good. And it was all the Democrats. But let me tell you something. What the LA Times isn't telling you, and let me let me change this paragraph for you. Prop 16 would have allowed public agencies in California to once again discriminate and bar individuals from public institutions on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity or national origin. Or how about Prop 16 would have allowed public agencies to put up signs saying white only and barring people who aren't white from entering public institutions? You see, they don't know what they're talking about or they're they're purposefully trying to lie to bring back segregation. I've, I feel like what they're proposing was some kind of neo-segregationist policy. Now, of course, people come out and say, Tim, other states don't have this. They seem to operate fine. That doesn't explain why you're trying to get rid of non-discrimination laws. I'm sorry. So you're saying that we should have other states enact laws that say you can't discriminate on the basis of race? I'd kind of like that. Prop 16 would have repealed Prop 209, the ballot measure voters approved in 96, to ban affirmative action programs by governments and public institutions. The ban set back the state's efforts to promote diversity. Getting rid of Prop 209 would have allowed, but not required, public universities and government agencies in California to consider race and gender when admitting students, hiring employees and awarding contracts. You see what these deceptive, racist, white supremacist liars are omitting? Let me let me fix the framing for you. Getting rid of Prop 209 would have allowed, but not required, public universities and government agencies in California to ban people on the basis of race or gender when admitting students, hiring employees, and awarding contracts. You see how they try and take a positive framing? We could have helped the poor people if we just so choose. They admit these things go both ways. Don't we just want to allow people to be people? You want to know what my issue with 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 this stuff is? And I often bring it up, is that these policies do not take into account mixed race people. Ah, you get it now, right? Yes, I don't take kindly to laws that put someone as American second and your race first, because that makes many people second class citizens. I'm not going to accept that. Sorry. I believe in Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream that we'll be judged based on the content of our character and not the color of our skin. And guess what? I did a whole documentary on systemic and institutional racism and historical racism and its problems, and I believe this was wrong. I believe these people are extremists who are lying to us because they want racial discriminatory powers because they're racists. Why give them the power? They say Prop 209 was one of several ballot measures passed in the 90s that took aim at the Latino immigrant community. Yet Latino voters were ambivalent about the measure and possibly confused over what it might mean for individuals. No, you were lying, L.A. Times. There was also considerable debate over who would win and who would lose if affirmative action was revived. Some in the Asian-American community oppose a return of affirmative action, fearing that it would come at their expense. After more than two decades without state and local government affirmative action programs in California, the idea of giving preference to disadvantaged groups didn't exactly resonate with many voters. I would like for you progressives to look into the eyes of the low income Vietnamese child who dreams of one day going to one of your prestigious schools. And I want you to say to him, no, honey, we're not going to let you go to school because you look too much like that person. That's what they're proposing. We want to make sure that the faces in our school are a a rainbow of different races and colors and, and creeds. But we don't care about who you are or what you think. We will deny you opportunity because you look too much like that guy. That's disgusting and insane, and it doesn't take into account the fact that Indian people are Asian and that Russian people are Asian. I love how they're like Russians are European, dude. Like ninety-seven percent of Russia is in Asia, where we draw the line. What is it? It's the mountains, I think. And um, I don't know which mountains. Asia's most uh, Russia is mostly in Asia. You've got many different countries. They're not all wealthy, and there are many people in Asia who are poor and struggling. First generation, second generation immigrants trying to make a living and you deciding who gets to win and lose because of the color of their skin, to me, is completely disgusting. They say Americans like to believe that this country is a meritocracy where anyone can excel with sufficient grit and tenacity, but that ignores the institutional racism baked into our society that disadvantages people of color. It ignores the systemic inequities that we are seeing play out in front of our very own eyes, like the killing of George Floyd and blah, blah, blah killing of george floyd was wrong the people dying was wrong we get it but i'll tell you what there is nothing holding people back then there there are historical inequities there's historical inequality you will never change that there are going to be rich people and there are going to be poor people and you know what what they propose would have meant that people like me a mixed race high school dropout from the south side of Chicago would not have been allowed to succeed. They would have said to me, no, not you, because you're too white, like they did at Occupy Wall Street. Instead, what have I found? Well, in this country, my parents and my grandparents found love despite its, well, for my grandparents, illegality before loving the Virginia, and they eschewed social norms and found interracial love and had kids. And then I got to grow up in a country that treated me equally, and I got to work very hard to become successful. So I reject your notion, you racists, and I'm not going to stand for you trying to pass these laws. And the people of California saw through this, and they have rejected your proposal by 1.4 million votes, not even close. It is kind of scary that 5 million people are willing are, are, are in California are racists. I'm half kidding, by the way. I think most of them just didn't know what they were voting for, and they were being lied to by the media. They kept saying it was to help people. Sure, it was going to grant government institutions the right to discriminate on the base of race. That is gross. We got rid of those things. So good on you, California. I got one more segment coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around, and I will see you all shortly. This is the definitive end. For the pundits, the poll, the pollsters, the forecasters, the ivory tower elites who tell us <laughs> Susan Collins is going to lose by near double digits. Donald Trump doesn't stand a chance and he won't win anything. Trump won Florida. My friends, what you see on your screen is the presidential polling accuracy by state, and it is a historic failure. Nate Silver of five hundred thirty eight said, F you, we did a good job. Okay, to be fair, Nate Silver is a forecaster who's reliant on the polls, but the polls is all broken, sir. In which case, I believe your forecasts were garbage. One in 10 chance for Trump to win. Sure, fine. I guess Trump might still lose. But I love how they change that. Like Election Day comes and like, actually, it's a one in three. Actually, it's kind of a toss up. Sure. What they'll argue is that There were 10 paths in front of us, and one of them led to a narrow victory for Trump. And that's the path we went down. But Trump still might lose. But take a look at this. In California, they underestimated Biden by six points. What? It's California, dude. In Alaska, they underestimated Trump by 22. Absolutely insane. For the U.S., it was a 7.3% average failure. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. The media does not understand people, which I don't understand about many of these states. When we look at places like Texas, a five point error, a four point seven point error we have in um, Nevada, a three point eight in Colorado, two point four. But look at this in New York, an 18.5 percent failure in Pennsylvania, a 16 percent failure. Wow, because Trump is leading. They were they were forecasting Pennsylvania for Biden. We'll see. Biden still might, might flip. Some of these polls might change as, as they count, count ballots. North Dakota. Look at all of this. this is ridiculous. They were wrong in Nebraska by 12 points, 13 points in Idaho. We, we heard that the failure rate nationwide was bad, but you gotta really look at these states to figure out how bad it really was. Cause this includes, you know, they, 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 they uh, in New Jersey, Washington, Vermont, New Mexico, and California, they underestimated Joe Biden. I think it's fair to point out the media has no idea what they're talking about. Derek Thompson from The Atlantic says, too early to be sure about the exact numbers here, but seems like state polls missed by five points on average in 2016 by understating non-college support for the GOP. Then a bunch of pollsters studied the issue and changed their methodologies for 2020 and whiffed by seven points. I knew it. They made their polls worse. My friends, I would like I'm going to read some more of what he says. From Derek, check this out. Shadi Hamid, Muslims were another minority group where Trump made significant gains. 35% voted for Trump, according to this AP VoteCast survey. That's right. It was white voters who helped the Democrats win. And Latinos and Muslims and black Americans came out for Donald Trump, not in the majority in larger numbers. I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know who's going to win, but I like the idea that we're the Democrats narrative about um, the racist Republicans is fractured, completely failed. They don't get it. They're confused. And I got to say, it's funny watching the ivory elites squirm. There goes on to say, here's the American Association of Public Opinion research report on 2016. Top reasons given for the huge 16 error was underweighing non-college voters, which many said they fixed. And last minute deciders of which there are supposedly fewer. And then they underestimated that Trump actually was appealing to minority voters. Here's what Derek says outstanding questions. One, did pollsters make the same GOP undercounting error twice, despite explicitly trying to correct it, or did they make a new exciting error? Two, why is it so hard to survey Trump voters? Three, is the problem Trump voters, or is there a deeper rot in polling? It's a deeper rot in media. Our media institutions are dominated by people who are in an ivory tower where they only talk to themselves and they think New York opinion represents this country. They have no idea what's happening on social media and they don't, they don't seem to realize we can share videos with each other. They are wrong. They are in a broken universe where they can't figure out what's happening around them. Now, This may have helped them drum up massive support for a Joe Biden victory. But I believe at this point, it's only a matter of time before we see a massive populist wave. Trump was the Model T of populist presidents. But if you think this is where it ends, unless big tech comes in and shuts down social media, we're going to see a change. And that was my fear with a Biden victory with Joe Biden looking like he's going to win. We'll see what happens. I believe we're dangerously close to the end of politicians for the people. We are going to get the keys to the castle. Politicians back. The Republican rhinos will gloat and laugh the 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 media establishment and the social media establishment are going to silence any voice that dare oppose them. Fox News isn't nearly big enough. He says Derek says a credit where it's due. Zainab was all over this a week ago. The real catastrophe is that the failure of the polls leaves Americans with no reliable way to understand what we as people think outside of elections, which in turn threatens our ability to make choices or to cohere as a nation. That's true. I bring you now to Paul Krugman, oh, of the, uh, a Nobel laureate of the, New York, uh, of the New York Times opinion section, who says, the more I look at this election, the less I imagine I understand Florida was a surprise Trump triumph and also voted to increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. CA is very liberal and voted to let Uber and Lyft keep treating their employees as independent contractors and no benefits. According to Fox exits, majorities favor a government health care plan and a larger role for government in general. Yet they seem to have voted for Senate Republicans who want to drown government in a bathtub. Racism is Trump's brand, but he outperformed the polls in large part with Hispanic and black votes and Muslim votes. Maybe the summary point is that although elected officials fall very well on a left right spectrum. Many voters don't see it that way or something. And of course, the majority did vote for a center left candidate. No idea what the true lessons are. Maybe the true lessons are that you have no idea what is happening in this country. And people like me on the Internet have repeatedly said either we don't know. We'll see how it plays out. And you are wrong and the polls are wrong. When I watch CNN, and I rarely do, I can see just how insane these people have become. I have some friends who do nothing but watch Flat Earth and Conspiracy YouTube, or at least they YouTube before YouTube purged all these channels. And boy, did it make them nuts. I mean it. When people go to YouTube, you can fall down this rabbit hole. What that really means is you might find some random topic and you watch a lot of it. You could become a fan of Batman. You could become a fan of whatever. You might become uh, very political in a certain way. What they claimed, however, was that by watching political content, you became radicalized, which makes no sense because there's all different political opinions on YouTube. That idea was bunk. But certainly you could end up watching nothing but flat earth videos. And that idea I respect because I know people who did it watching ridiculous Michelle Obama is a man, weird videos and stuff. And it's just so dumb. But what these people don't understand, these people in the media, that's you. That's you, Paul. You're one of these people who's reading nothing but CNN going, why am I wrong all the time? Because you're ba- you, you might as well be watching flat earth YouTube. You know what I like about YouTube? You come to my channel and you'll hear me give a milk toast opinion on what's happening. I voted for Trump. We'll see how things go in the future. I'd much prefer an independent left leaning politician. But I want normalcy. I want honesty. And I want people to care about. I want politicians to care about the people. I want peace in the Middle East. You, you can also listen to someone like uh, David Pacman, for instance. Pakman is very anti-Trump, very pro-Democrat. You're going to get a different opinion. You can watch Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, as my understanding, really doesn't like the Democrats, but he is a lefty. Jimmy's great. Or you can watch Steven Crowder. Guess what? All different opinions on one platform. But these people like Paul. They go into their New York ivory tower elite, you know, uh, meeting centers I'm figuratively their websites, their New York Times, their CNN, and they see the same recycled opinions back in their faces, swimming in their own refuse, thinking this is the truth. And they get proven wrong day after day after day after day. And they don't get it. But I thought Trump was racist. How is he doing so well among Hispanics and black voters? Maybe it's because you don't actually listen to what Trump was saying. I'll tell you what, you know what I'm happy with? Almost all of my complaints about everything have been the media. I think Donald Trump has done some things well. I've often complained about his behavior. And if Trump ends up losing, I believe it. Look, I see it every day. People saying they can't stand his attitude. And listen, if Trump ends up losing, I'll tell you this. If the GOP remains Republican and Trump is out, people were predicting this, that Americans are going to say, Trump, we've had enough of your behavior. You're fired. But we like the Republicans. And that may be what's happening, especially with the gains in the House. People seem to think they know everything, that people are going to go in and vote straight Republican down ticket. Now, I did. I did Republican, 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 Republican. But I'm sure there are some people who are like, I just won't won't vote for Trump. I've heard stories from people who said they voted third party, but voted Republican or they voted third party, but then voted Democrat down ticket. Maybe what's really happening is regular people in this country are giving a big middle finger to the polarized tribes. Perhaps. And then, I'll tell you what, if it means Nancy Pelosi goes bye bye, you know, she's as Speaker of the House or she retires. She should. But I think she got reelected anyway. She, pro- she always does. Then, you know what, man? I would be happy with just getting rid of the old guard establishment. I want to see politicians of the people win. I want to see people actually understand what it's like to just be a, a regular working American I don't think either side really gets it. I think Trump gets it better than the Democrats, and the Democrats have become the party of the elites, as evidenced by Paul Krugman. But I think we have a long way to go. And I think if if Trump does end up losing, it's a very close race. We'll see. It's not going to be some big voter fraud thing. There are certainly weird things going on that definitely need to be investigated. But I think there's a look, man. I was at, I was I, I went to Glenn Beck's studio. I get in an Uber. I asked the driver, who are you voting for? He says, Trump. But man, what I just wish he would stop, you know, and just I hear it all the time. And I'm like, I feel you, bro. I feel you, man. I talk to my friends and they say the same thing. Maybe what we need is someone with the policies of Trump who doesn't have the attitude of Trump. I understand the attitude can be considered a good thing by many people because he was fighting back. He was fighting for the people. But I guess we'll uh, we can only wait and see. Anyway, the point is the media, they've truly been obliterated. Their credibility is in the gutter. They're admitting they have no idea what's happening anymore. They are the old guard. I believe in the next several years, we're going to see many more people, mostly independent speakers, maybe even channels like mine, rise up and take the place of those who have no idea what's going on because they forgot how to do Google searches. But I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. Adios.